Hi, my name is Suzanne Urban, and welcome to Pioneering Women Warriors Network. And this is your podcast for encouragement through the word and empowering women with interviews and scriptures. Before we um, listen in to today's episode, you can find these podcast episodes on my WordPress blog at suzannespodcast.wordpress.com. Well, good morning or good afternoon. So today is um, Wednesday, so I do the Wednesday Cup of Joe. Sorry I'm a little late. So I've decided, I did an interview um, in a group on Facebook, and I got um, the interviewer's permission to be able to play it on my podcast here. So that is what is going to happen today. It's a little lengthy, um, but bear with me, it's a good interview. There's okay. A delay. Uh, okay. Give me just a second. I've got to change my earphones, my my, head, my headphones out. Okay. How are you doing? How are you doing? Great. Good. Good. Okay. Excited to be here. Good. I'm excited for you to be here, girl. This is amazing. We're gonna see what God has. Amen. So let's see if you can hear me. Okay. Y'all just be patient as we get going. You there? Yeah. Okay. Is that a little better? Yeah, you sound fine. Is it me? <laughs> nope, everything's good. Okay. Good. Other... I had to change my earphones. I'm having to, and I want to make sure that it's copathetic with everybody. Y'all, all these technical things, we're getting it, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, we're getting it. Let me turn my volume up just a Yeah, he froze for a minute. <laughs> okay, I know. Okay. Oh, okay, I see Lone. All right, girl, I'm going to send you away. Thanks for watching, y'all. This is going to be so good. This is going to be good. Y'all, y'all, this is going to be great. I want to say welcome to all the viewers that are watching live. I know some of you are busy this Sunday afternoon with your families and whatnot, and uh, y'all are going to come on and view the replay. Y'all, this is going to be good. Suzanne and I met a few months ago. Um, uh, we became friends on a, a social media platform for a women's ministry. Well, it's, it's a ministry for men and women, but we, uh, we just struck it off right off the bat. Um, I had a friend of mine going through a traumatic situation in her family, and uh, I reached out to Susan, and I instant messaged her, and she's like, I don't know you. Who are you? I, I don't accept these kind of things. Who are you? And then she said, well, wait a minute. I feel like the Holy Spirit's in this. What do you, who are you? And we started talking, y'all, and we became friends. And we were able to pray together on the phone a few times. Yes. And I follow her on Facebook. She does such a good work for the Lord. Y'all y'all just give a big shout out and some love here to Suzanne Urban. She, she's coming in, chiming in from Oregon? Yes, Oregon. Oregon in the Portland area? No, we're closer to California. <laughs> closer to California. Okay, okay, good, good. Mm-hmm. Well, look, it's a that you've uh, changed your schedule around and you're going to come on here and just share. Y'all, you girls over there watching, y'all get you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and let's visit on here tonight and see if God will uh, show up and see what he's got because, look, there's some good, good truth fixing that come out here tonight. And I know this is going to be a blessing to many of y'all. <laughs> I told y'all when we started these interviews that we're going to be going deep, y'all. We're going to be touching on subjects like abortion. We're going to be touching mm-hmm. subjects like station. We're going to be touching on su- subjects like trauma. We're going to be going deep, y'all. We're going to be talking about the things that people don't want to talk about, the taboo things. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because God wants to heal. Amen, Suzanne. God wants that's to right, heal. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you know how we do it? We expose the work of the enemy. That's how we do it. That's right. 
So thank you again for coming in and sharing with me. I'm just going to turn this over to you. I've got a couple of questions, but uh, I just wanted to turn it over to you, and uh, we'll we'll move on to the question part in a minute. Go right ahead, girl. You got the floor. Oh my. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. What a blessing to be here to share this with you and the group. And I just thank the Lord that our paths crossed. And um, yeah, God knows exactly what he's doing. And divine intervention, you have to watch out for those divine connections because you just never know where it's going to lead. And this is definitely a divine connection. Yes. yes praise the yes. Lord for that. Yes, yes. Well, can you give into it with me a little bit of brief history of how you came to know the Lord? Can you share a little bit about that? I sure can. So, um, it's funny. I was a rebellious teenager and had some issues with my mom. And she and I didn't get along very well. And I ran away from home for a few times and lived on the streets a couple of times. And um, my husband still can't wrap his head around that I slept under bushes. And um, I laugh now. Anyway, God's we can laugh at our, our past because God is a redeemer, isn't he, Seth? That's right. That's right. So, um, I had a traumatic event happen where a neighbor man had raped me and I went into a shell and became a whole different person and I ran away for the last time and my parents kind of, they found me and then they sent me out to an aunt's house and at that time, um, at that aunt's house, she was a heavy drinker. So I ended up at age 16 helping to raise three, um, three of my cousins while my aunt was drunk from the minute she woke up to the minute she passed out. And so I tolerated that for about six months and told my parents, I'm going to do whatever it is you want me to do. I'll come home. So they graciously took me back. And then I went to a high school where this this girl for some reason had it in for me and she kept saying girl i'm gonna get you to church one of these days she goes i'm praying for you and every day i pray for you and every day that i saw her at school she's like you want to go to church with me on sunday come on the youth group is amazing at my church the youth group is amazing i was like no nope not gonna happen and so one day my mom and I got into a little bit of a a shouting fest and I called my friend. She was really the only friend I had at school and and I asked if I could spend the night just so that me and my mom could cool off. And she's like, Okay. So her mom came and picked me up and it was a Saturday night. So she's like, You know what? I go to church on Sundays, so if you're staying the night with me you're going to have to go to church with me because my mom's not going to let you stay at the house. <laughs> so I went, I begrudgingly went to church with her that Sunday. And the preacher, I don't even remember what he was preaching, but I was bawling on that back pew. She went and got one of the youth leaders. The youth leader led me through the sinner's prayer. And so I got saved that Sunday. They signed me up for a class on Wednesday night that taught about the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit that Wednesday. And then the following Sunday, I was baptized in water. Signed, sealed, and delivered. So, and I've been with the Lord ever since. Oh, girl, what a testimony. Oh, That's just amazing. I look back at that and go, wow. <laughs> That's been some years ago now, about yeah. over 30, maybe? Yeah, 30. over 30. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You just have such a sweet spirit. Oh, girl. Aww. I know God has done great work in you through the years, you know, and here you are now ministering in the gospel. And I know that mm -hmm. uh, you and I met in a situation where there were some traumas that went on in your life. 
I want to hear a little bit about that if we can move on into the topic of our discussion and let's just see what uh, God has with this for us tonight. Okay. So the particular trauma you're talking about is my parents. And in 1996, I was in my 30s. And we actually lived in the area we live right now. And um, my mom and dad had my baby sister and her husband at the time living in their basement. And he went, he was dry from drugs for like two years. And he went on a drug binge one night and got himself a prostitute and was hanging out with some not so you know nice people and then he went back to my parents house well they had this i don't know it was a giant i don't know if you can tell it's a giant jar and my mom was always putting um money in there for grandkids it was her little savings thing and she probably had over 500 dollars in that jar and that was his target initially was to go and rob them of this um jar but something happened in the meantime and he ended up killing both my parents and setting fire to the house he attempted to kill my sister and but she pretended to be dead and was able to get away and um and so she is alive today um, serving the lord and um, able to um, help other people through trauma just as i because uh, i'm I guess you could say I'm like a side swiper of trauma because I wasn't actually there, but I did have the trauma. So that's that whole situation there. Anytime we lose a so to answer any questions, yeah, to answer any questions about the guy who killed my parents, um, he didn't stand trial, um, but he did go straight to sentencing, and he's serving three life terms without the possibility of parole so and that was a family choice not to put him on death row either because um my personal feeling they left it up to me to make that decision my sister was re wow. recuperating and healing from her injuries and my brother yeah he was too traumatized to make any decisions so with the lord's help i had to muddle through some of those decisions and that was one um, decision that I stand by today that it's not my place to decide if a man dies and um, so God will deal with him as he sees fit as we pray for him we pray for his salvation and um, yeah so um, what, a, what, a, what an interesting uh, chain of events to happen through this tragedy, this is. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. If you don't mind, I have a few questions. Um, whenever oh, you initially, okay. Whenever, thank you. Whenever you initially found out about the, the. Did you know it was an accident? Did you know it was a murder? How did you initially first react? Did you go through brief uh, stages? How, how can you say that you reacted to that? So, um, like I said, we were living here in the same little town here. And I, and it was interesting how I had told my husband once we left here after that trauma that I would never live here again. And here God has had us here for um, eight years now. And I believe that is part of working through the healing process is to be able to go back to the place where trauma began. And um, yes, he is. So um, I received a phone call from my uncle, which is my dad's brother, and um, telling me that my parents had been murdered in the night. And um i was like nah this is a joke you why would you even call me and tell me something like that and once he told me he broke down crying cry because <laughs> okay. he i know um, it had to be hard for him to make that phone call yeah 
and um, and I was the only one that hadn't been contacted. And so um, once they contacted me, and then I had to make the decision, you know, my husband was a long haul truck driver at the time, so he was in California. Um, he had just left that night before. And I'll have to tell you a miracle that happened. I mean, through this whole thing, it's been a miracle. And um, when, so it's an eight hour drive from here to where my parents live. And so I had to get up there to help my siblings and see my sister and, and all of that. This um, little town that this had happened at, they, it was the first double homicide in that town. So it made national news. And so the media kept trying to get to my sister in the hospital because they knew once they found my sister in the hospital, they'd find family and be able to get comments. And they had to move her nine times in the hospital because of the media. And um, so anyways, after the phone call, um, I hung up and I fell to the floor and was weeping. And the first thing I did, because me and my dad were so close, the first thing I did was pick up the phone and call him. And that's when it hit me. He was gone. Mm. So, well, I, I know that had to have been catastrophic in your mind. Your emotions were everywhere. How did how did you I, feel that God was going to work something good out of this? How did did you know that then, or was this a process? Or I did. I did know. Um, because God used a minister here in town, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Um, my husband's aunt was Seventh-day Adventist and she lived just down the street from us. And when she had heard the news from my husband's family, um, she came down and she gave me a hug and she said, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna have my minister come down and talk to you. And I couldn't process anything anybody was saying, so I just agreed. And he came to the door, and I think he didn't know how to process it either. And he just threw a scripture at me. He just said, remember, even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and no evil will be, you should not feel it, fear any evil. And God said that he would be with you through everything and that's all he ever said to me and then he left and but god used everything in my path to encourage me through this walk it was not an easy walk and still you know i break up about it and uh, but it doesn't have a hold on me that's the difference yeah. how how can you say that it doesn't have a hold on you. What are some of the things that, that God has shown you how to release that and how to bring it to the Father when when those times come up? Can you share that with us? Yeah, I don't know how well I can explain that, but I'll attempt. <laughs> um, it's I think it's like with anything, anything that we keep our mind stationed on, that has a hold on us. So if we continue to meditate on the trauma or on, you know, the depression, how sad we are, um, you know, what just happened, the argument that has a hold on us at the moment. Once we release it to the Lord and replace it with the word and allow Holy Spirit to heal those wounds, it doesn't have a hold on us anymore. I hope that helps. <laughs> and you know when you were just speaking the scripture came to my mind that he who keeps their mind steadfast on thee yes. on the Lord and I can see yes. that that would be beneficial in, in this yes. well, in all of our situations but how you just made it applicable to us in our in our lives 
I could see well, that. That's ever... just amazing. So years ago, there used to be a commercial on TV about drugs, and they would show the guy walking in a circle, and then they would say things like, um, I gotta have my drugs, but I gotta work, and I gotta make money so I can buy my drugs, and then I gotta get sober so I can... Um, and so when we are reliving over and over again a trauma, we're doing the same thing. I've got to heal, but I also have to remember my trauma. I also have to remember my hurt. I also have to do this. And we go in a circle rather than going in a straight line, which leads us up. And so what Jesus wants to do is break that cycle when he says we are a new creation in him. He has created us new. So, And that is something that is consistently where we... Um, become new every time that we turn whatever it is in our life that we're obsessing over. We turn that over to him and we become a new creation again because we're turning back the old thing. We're, we're, we're denying that old behavior and we're changing our mind and deciding to follow Jesus instead of follow the trauma. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, that renewed mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, sister, I could I could uh, faithfully say that I know that God has used you mightily through bringing uh, freedom through many people that have experienced traumas, maybe not mm -hmm. as uh, catastrophic as yours personally, but other people along your pathway since this happened back in the nineties. What mm -hmm. um, what are what are some of the things that you can mention here that have been helpful in your ministry time to those that, you know, like for example, what are some of the, the areas where you see that um, people you know that are, they might not even know that they're bonded to their trauma, for example. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you could see that you could detect in people since you've walked out of it, surely you, you can see and God uses you in these areas. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a long um, interview, so I wanted to make sure that we got all of it, so I had to stop it at a certain time, and now we'll continue with the rest of the interview. And they would show the guy walking in a circle, and then they would say things like, um, I gotta have my drugs, but I gotta work, and I gotta make money so I can buy my drugs, and then I gotta get sober so I can um, and so when we are reliving over and over again a trauma we're doing the same thing I've got to heal but I also have to remember my trauma I also have to remember my hurt I also have to do this and we go in a circle rather than going in a straight line which leads us up and so what Jesus wants to do is break that cycle when he says we are a new creation in him he has created us new so and that is something that is consistently where we um become new every time that we turn whatever it is in our life that we're obsessing over we turn that over to him and we become a new creation again because we're turning back the old thing we're we're, we're denying that old behavior and we're changing our mind and deciding to follow Jesus instead of follow the trauma. Yes, yes. Oh, that renewed mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, sister, I could I could uh, faithfully say that I know that God has used you mightily through bringing uh, freedom through many people that have experienced traumas, maybe not mm -hmm. as uh, catastrophic as yours personally, but other people along your pathway since this happened back in the 90s. What, mm -hmm. um, what, are, what are some of the things that you can mention here that have been helpful in your ministry time to those that, 
you know, like for example, what are some of the, the areas where you see that um, people you know that are, they might not even know that they're bonded to their trauma, for example. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you could see that you could detect in people since you've walked out of it, surely you, you can see and God uses you in these areas. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, one of my gifts is discernment. So I can discern a situation and I can usually, um, when someone um, is talking by their words, I don't have to see them. I can also yeah. by their demeanor, see how their demeanor is. Um, Body language. Um, yeah, sometimes their facial expressions and or their lack of eye contact. Now, that doesn't mean that that's because they have trauma or anything, but in my particular situation, God reveals things to me so that I know how to speak and, and, and share with a person and how to pray. Because sometimes there's revelation without actually ministry. I'm just there to pray. And um, so there's learning the difference between keeping the mouth shut and when, you know, when to speak. And um, there's also wisdom in that. And sometimes I, um, my husband has mentioned it to me a couple of times. He goes, um, you know, maybe through the trauma, um, your senses have been heightened, which I believe does happen because when you look at a soldier who has PTSD, all of his senses are heightened where um, he can feel um, somebody's um, pain or because they identify with that pain. Um, all, it's, I don't know, it's like our hearing. We can hear better. We listen. We're more in tune to detail. And so um, I believe God, even though I was diagnosed with PTSD, severe depression and anxiety, God turned that all around for his benefit because now my senses are all heightened where I can sense those kind of things and I see detail that the average person wouldn't see. Wow. Which so you kinda... can definitely use bittersweet. Like this has been a very bittersweet uh, analogy yes. that I'm, I'm thinking of the bitterness of the loss and the tragedies, but the sweetness mm -hmm. of the sensitivity to the spirit and able to help those who may have gone through traumas yes. in their own lives. Mm -hmm. wow. Yes, I've been able That's to... A... Go ahead. Oh, I think your camera is open. It's a break. We'll just wait to see if it'll take a minute. Y'all have to remember... Molly's asking what was the name of your depression that you experienced and I said post-traumatic stress disorder but is there any other thing you would like to add here so I was actually diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder severe depression and anxiety severe anxiety so how are you now compared to where you were when you were diagnosed? You can kind of use a buffer of the timeline there. Did you get better anytime quickly? Did it take a process? Are you still going through things? Is it ongoing? What? So what it was a process. Yeah, it was a process because I had, um, I had the trauma to deal with along with the grief and so your body has to naturally process grief for you to heal from it properly and so I kind of got stuck in the anger part of grief okay and um uh my husband's company was amazing company they paid for the first six months of my counseling and to help walk me through 
the grief and the trauma. And, um, and that was interesting too, because she was not a Christian counselor yet. She kept referring to me, telling me, maybe you should go to church every Sunday. Like I hear you, you know, doing and, uh, because it seems that it's something that really encourages you and God just used her, um, to continue to encourage me to walk in him and to get around Christians and get the support that I needed. And I, I only went to that. counseling. Yeah. I went to counseling for a year and, but, um, the first five years after the trauma, it was like, I was in shock. I was walking through like a fog. And so my kids are always reminding me, she's like, they're like, mom, do you remember when we did this, that or the other? And I don't remember the first five years after my parents died. So, you know, I hear that with people and I personally experienced a tragic death of my father in about two years and um, I was taking care of him he had a stroke but um, for about mm -hmm. two years everything was hazy and fuzzy right then I, I did the best I could yeah. on my day by day uh, life and that with my kids and everything uh -huh. but looking back even, even so um, that's been almost 20 years now and um I can look back now and um, I can see where it's better now, but there, you know, mm -hmm. like five or six years, I, I very much knew that things were kind of hazy and I was going through yeah. a place where well, it's trauma is connected with um, the, uh, the pain and grief. It's it, it physically, I was going through issues where my body was hurting and um, mm -hmm. just problems. <clears throat> Seriously. I can't really put a finger on there's nothing I didn't like have an accident or anything but it was all uh, around that scenario of, of the, mm -hmm. the grief that I was going through it's heaviness like a spirit of heaviness yeah I, I guess you yes. could say all of that but it was just a heaviness that was on me and over time you know through different things uh, music was a big one with me and just uh, being outdoors because I love outdoors and mm -hmm. a fresh new relationship you know just life and time time was my friend time was my mm -hmm. friend through uh, mm -hmm. through and um it's just amazing how the father will just love us in the midst of yes. uh, tragedy i'm just i'm so grateful that you were able to come and share tonight and uh you know i see your heart and i know that you're out there helping others and, and different mm -hmm. ones that make tonight are going to watch the replay what could what could we do you know how how can we apply what you've learned to our own life you know this information that you've given us how can we apply that to in our lives to make us better what what are some of the steps maybe that you know someone here might be just lost a loved one or someone might just mm -hmm. be going through some grief right here right now and just right in the middle of it what are some of the things that we could do, Suzanne, to help us along in our walk? Number one, give yourself permission to grieve. Sometimes in the church, um, without realizing it, we have given pressure to those who are going through a loss and kind of made them feel like, well, you should have been over it by now. You know, well, don't you have faith in God? Um, shouldn't you be, you know, our body has to process grief. And if we don't process it correctly and it doesn't come to an end where you're healed, um, our body can manifest different things like illnesses. Um, the anxiety was a symptom for me having anxiety. Um, the PTSD, um, that was a new one for me to deal with. I'd heard of it, but not really like dealt with it. And it was hard for counselors to, because it was so new also, um, Why? for the psychologists and everybody to deal with, well, cause everybody processes trauma differently. 
so there's not like a there's not like a universal um plan to help somebody get through that but with jesus it is a universal plan it works for everybody and that's where the key is because we can be diagnosed with all of these social disorders or anything psychological you can be diagnosed with it but that doesn't that doesn't mean that's who you are jesus said that we are um, that we are victorious that satan is under our feet and that these things that manifest in our body sure it could manifest and come as an anxiety disorder that doesn't mean that's who we are we are victorious and the enemy will do anything because he's out to kill still and destroy us and when you go through a trauma and since trauma is huge these days these last days there's a lot of trauma out there and people are just starting to realize oh that's because of trauma you know so we're starting to to get into that where okay people need to be healed and delivered from trauma and so the enemy uses trauma as a stronghold so it is a stronghold if we agree to um, partner with it and we don't have to partner with it our body can can naturally um, process the grief and I know that sounds kind of vague but everybody grieves differently and there are a lot of good Christian authors out there who have books on how to process grief and there are certain steps that we need to go through there are also other books out there on trauma and my book is not a step-by-step for you know overcoming trauma my book is learning to rely on the holy spirit to know what god wants you to process at that moment and to rely on his word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so when we have faith in us then it pushes that trauma out and it heals it brings the healing that god wants you to have when you have faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so my biggest advice to people is seek God even if you're in the middle of an anxiety attack cry out to Jesus because he said anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved so if you cry out to Jesus he will be there and there were times that I that's all I could do all I could do was say Jesus and he was there because he said asking you shall receive seeking you shall find knock on the door shall be open unto you so when you ask know that he's going to bring the answer to you he's going to meet you where you are he doesn't expect us to try and pull ourselves out of anything he's waiting for us to ask it's just like it's just like when peter tried to step out of the out of the boat and he started to sink and he was like Jesus and Jesus grabbed him and he stopped sinking that's what he's doing for us he wants to be that rescuer for us for us to rely on him I had a preacher preacher's wife tell me one time I had my first anxiety attack ever never experienced an anxiety attack in my entire life that I was aware of up until that moment I was in my early 20s we had all toddlers at home. We were stationed in Germany and we were away from family. And I called my preacher's wife and I told her what was happening. And she said, Suzanne, when you get to a point where you can't read the word, if you could just read one verse a day. So when you get to a point where you don't feel like, the, you, you know, when you're so down and you don't even feel like opening up the word of God, we have so much technology today. There are days when I just turn on my Bible app and I listen to the word or I go onto YouTube and they have where they loop different um, scriptures over and over and over again I do that while I sleep yeah, and yeah. the Bible says that faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God get the word of God in you and see what the word of God will do 
the word of, before you know it, you'll be walking out the door going, wow, I feel strong today. <laughs> and it's because the word of God is in you. That is my advice to you. Seek the Lord. That is Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I want you to also um, drop your link of your book, where we can get your book in the comment section below in the description. Your address oh. or however, your mailing address to how to get your well, book. My, can I show my book? Awesome. My book. Yes. Okay. It's, it's fearless, fearless and moving on. Moving on. Okay, good. Hold Overcoming it up just a little fear. bit. So, hold it up just a little bit, Suzanne Urban. Fearless and moving on. Yeah, you can get it on fear. Amazon. Okay, you can get it I on love Amazon. It. It's just a, it's just a little short read. It only has seventy three pages, and okay. um, it's jam packed full of scripture. It's a lot of the scripture that I relied on during this time when the Lord grabbed me. I wanted to share one scripture though that started the whole healing. I was listening to a minister and he said something so profound at that moment for me, it was so profound. Um, it just grabbed me. And that's when the real deliverance came from fear because I'm telling you, living in your bedroom, afraid of the door doorbell ringing afraid of the phone ringing um, i was afraid of the phone because i got the news of my parents over the phone i didn't want to see i didn't want to talk on the phone or anything but anyway second corinthians 4 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, and the things which are not seen are eternal. So what grabbed me was this preacher was preaching on light affliction and I just went to God and I was like what do you mean light affliction this is heavy yeah <laughs> this is heavy but God was sharing with me he goes it ain't heavy for me he goes don't you believe that I'm bigger than this situation that you're going through I'm bigger and I can walk you through this. And that's when I started really like going uphill instead of on this downhill with the depression and, and everything. And so as I've been going uphill, I've been going up and up and up. And it's from that one scripture this preacher was preaching on about light affliction. Our afflictions here are temporary. And just because we see with our eyes, our physical eyes, that doesn't mean that that's the truth because the truth is in the spirit. Yeah, and that's where yeah. our faith comes in is to be able to see in the spirit and not see what's in front of us. And my granddaughter yesterday said something to me. She goes, Grandma, when we're driving, how come when you look up ahead and the sun's shining on the concrete, how come it looks like it's kind of wet or watery? And I said, that's an illusion. That's an illusion. <laughs> and so here we are, we're looking in the physical and we're seeing the illusion that the enemy is trying us to, you know, to believe that this illusion is the truth. It's not the truth. It's a fact of life that yes, this did happen to me. Yes, it happened in the past. But my truth that exists is that God has gone before me. God is turning this around for my good. God is the giver of good gifts. God is going to carry me through this. Those are the truths. I'm a child of the Most High King. And when he says that he cares more for me than he does for the grass out there and the birds, I'm going to believe that above what I see. Uh, okay, my preach got on there. <laughs> contagious. 
Girl, we have to have what you have. We have to have it. Amen. It's called oh, faith. You amazing. just get the word of God in you and run with it. Allow Holy Spirit to water that word. You know, they go hand in hand. Holy Spirit and the word of God. You get that in there and then you run with it. Okay, so my book is on amazon.com you just look up the name of the book or you can look up suzanne urban it'll take you right to my book i actually have three books on there and then i have a podcast it's called women warriors network and it's on spotify and you just look that up on spotify would you put that drop that in the comment section so we'll have access to that i can yes i can do that you're so busy doing things so uh, <laughs> what uh, what what do you what do you have think that God's doing with you now I mean I know you're sharing with me on this interview but do you uh, are you doing day by day or do you have something you could share in the work that um, ministry wise or you know I don't want you to share anything personal that you don't want to but I saw you moved uh, I mean are you still are you in the process of moving or have we're you in the process or? We're in, that's a faith uh, statement that I put on, oh, on Facebook about moving. So, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I, I didn't catch yeah. all of it, but I wasn't quite sure. That's, a, that's okay. 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 I had a lot okay, of panicked good. people private message me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's all okay. good. God knows what he's doing. Okay. He's leading us into a new territory, expanding our tech tent pegs apparently <laughs> oh i love it so, i love it I love it's it. interesting oh, the podcast yes. i um i don't know what got into me one day i found this link it was an advertisement on facebook and i just kind of went to it and i was like oh this is interesting and so i started doing what i'm reading from the book of Psalms every day and on this podcast because the idea was that during the whole pandemic a lot of people might be in panic you know might be seeking peace and Psalms is just an amazing um, book to help with that peace and so I decided to start read that every day on my podcast well then it kind of grew and now I have what is called Wednesday, Wednesday's Cup of Joe, where I just kind of sit and chat. And now I have Thursday, um, where it's Thankful Thursday, and I just do Thankful all day long. And then I have Fearless Friday. And Fearless Friday is basically based on my book on how, and, and I share scripture and what I went through and how um, to overcome and walk in, you know, walk in faith and not fear. And I just did my first interview the other day on my podcast. And um, so we'll be doing, it's, it's growing. And when I, I told my friend, I was like, dude, I got off the podcast. I felt complete. It was like the Lord was just telling me, this is what you're, you're designed to do. And so I'm designed to speak. I have the gift of gab. I tell you what. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, look, I love to communicate. I um, I have a southern <laughs> little thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, well, here comes you can talk the ears off a of billy goat. <laughs> so you and I have But you know, yeah. uh, when I talked earlier today, I said, "Hey, um, I've got a few questions," and you're like, "Hey, wait a minute, you have questions." It's like, so I know you're a little bit out of your comfort zone tonight. And, uh, hey, I, I am so proud of you, girl. I am so proud of you. you you've, you've overcome some obstacles in life that, that we don't ever want to have to go through. You know, we really don't. But if we do, we want to do it like you do. We want to do it victoriously. We want to do That's it right. and uh, be able to care and help others that go through tragedies in their life, just as you have. You're such a great example of the kingdom of God. You're such a woman of God of intent. And I, I'm just so grateful for you that you're going out there, that you're doing it, you're doing it. You keep your post active, you're 
you know, um, just influential. You know, there's so many people in the world. You see people, people of influence is what they're saying, you know, YouTube or TikTok and stuff like that. Women of God like you, you know, myself, we need to keep getting out there. We need to, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not the thing and it, it's, it's very challenging. However, mm -hmm. we need to keep doing it. Yes, we need to keep yes. doing it. You need to keep doing it. You have the answer to a lot of people's questions. You have the answer yes. to a lot of pain, and um, mm -hmm. they need that. So be encouraged. I, I love you. I'm so grateful you took time for your uh, interview with me here tonight. I know people were blessed, and uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask if anyone has any questions. Y'all feel free to ask. We're going to be wrapping this up in the next few minutes. I'm going to get Suzanne to pray with us as we finish up here. So if anybody's got any questions or anything that uh, you wanted to share, just feel free in the comment section to uh, ask okay. those questions now. And I'm sure you could get back to them later if somebody watches on the replay. We mm -hmm. can keep this active. For that would be a good. This has been great. This has been wonderful. I mean, we need this. We need this openness. We need mm -hmm. this freedom. We need this ministry type of talking it out. And that, that's mm -hmm. a type of grief of uh, a stage, talking about it. I'm sure you were yes. at a point one time to talk about it, you know. And, yeah. But uh, different people, they need to talk. They're, they need to yes. talk it out. Yes. And so that's where counseling you know, a, a is like, a that's where counseling is a good idea. Um, only because my experience with the church, they're not prepared to handle someone who's yeah. been through trauma. And so right. rather than, than get, um, what is, what is that saying? Add injury to, you know, hurt or whatever. Um, yeah. it's just better if you've gone through trauma to go to an experienced counselor yeah. because they are trained to handle those kind of situations rather than, than the church. I'm not down on the church in any way. It's just been my experience with the church that they just don't know how to handle a person who's been through trauma. And, um, and you love them anyways, you know, there are sisters and brothers and they're probably just traumatized by the news, you know, and, and cause it, it, it's it's always that feeling of that will never happen to me or anybody I know, and um, that, that's not yeah. the case. You know, yeah. talking with you, thinking about Jesus in the Gospels. You know, he healed many different ways, right? He healed by uh -huh. the spittle on the ice. He healed by the pool of Bethesda. How do you pronounce it? Where the water was stirring, the water mm -hmm. in the water. He laid hands on them, you know, and uh, they were healed in Timothy, you know, get the leaders and the elders of the church to pray mm -hmm. for you. And then was confessing your sins one to another. So there's many, many ways that people get healed. And so mm -hmm. that is a process of the layers, like layers of an mm -hmm. onion peeling off, peeling off yeah. that you yeah. don't get. The thing that keeps coming to my mind here is arrested development. It's when you're arrested mm -hmm. and you stop track. And you you cannot process what just happened, and you need yeah. help. Yeah. And you need yeah, and you have you to ask. Help. It's just like with Jesus. Yeah. He said, "Ask and you shall receive." And not everybody is going to come up to you and say, "Oh, I think you need help." Not everybody's right. going to do that. So it takes you taking that step of faith, and and trust somebody and say, "Hey, I need help." and trust that God is going to guide that person. I mean, it's a perfect example of everything that I went through. I didn't know how to go through trauma, but God sent people, it doesn't matter who it was. He didn't care about their labels. He didn't care about, you know, who they were. They were willing to be used to come and encourage me and God used them. God has used people from the Mormon church, from the Catholic church, from the Seventh-day Adventist in my life to encourage me and tell me, keep going, Suzanne. You just keep right on going. You don't know who you're impacting because you could be impacting those people from those different denominations. I don't look at denominations anymore because of that. Because denomination just 
just says, oh, you're with this church, but it doesn't tell me addition with God. Glory to God. He says to know my people, you will know them by what? By their love. Their love. That's right. That's right. I could preach about that too. Well, I'm so glad you shared that. That is that's wonderful. We need that. We need to hear yeah. that. It brings down vision in it religious denominations. Uh, we need that, you know, that's especially right. after this last with all the walls that's being right. put up. <laughs> hey, you've got a full message for us. A really good full <laughs> message. We are grateful. We are grateful for it. And I so I just want to thank you. I would love for you to just put a little prayer on this and let's just see where the Holy Spirit would go with this in a little prayer time before we finish up here tonight. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I thank you for this time of revelation that you bring into the light stuff that needs to be dealt with. And Father, I pray that you bring revelation to those who are hearing this message, the stuff that they need to deal with. And Father, I pray Holy Spirit will surround them and just guide them through whatever grief, whatever trauma, whatever it is that has made them stand in one spot. Father, that you will take them out of the muck and the mire and that you'll raise them up out of it. And Father, we just thank you that you use anything and anybody who is willing to be used. And I pray that you place people in their lives who will minister to them and encourage them and tell them to keep running the race. No matter what your emotions tell you, no matter what you see in the physical, just trust that God is going before you. We thank you, Father, that you send angels that you send people and that you send even animals and nature. You speak through everything to encourage us because you want us to win the race. You are not willing that any should perish and that you'll go the extra mile to help us get across that finish line and be victorious. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for this time. I thank you for my sister that you would continue to guide and lead her into wherever you are taking her, Father, that you will minister to her and raise her up. We thank you for her heart, for her love for you, and for the love for people, that you will continue to mold that love for people and expand her tent pegs so that it'll be more, 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 that she can reach more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. got people that are commenting on here that are saying this has really blessed them tonight, sis. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's an honor. honor. It's been a wonderful yeah, this is, excuse me. This has been a wonderful time. I, I'm just so grateful. So grateful. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor for me to have you. I'm so grateful that we met. Well, God does put together that need to be put together. Yes. And I, I pray for you, and you didn't even know it. Oh, God. God is so good. He's so good. He is so, so good. good. Yes, he is. Yes. Look well, at I'm everything he's doing. Amen. <laughs> I'm praying in agreement for what he's doing in your heart about your move. You're always welcome in the South, sister. <laughs> I don't know how to help you with the heat and everything, but oh, hey, man. we would love to have you. Oh, it gets hot here in Southern Oregon, and I tell you, I'm so ready to go where there's ice. <laughs> okay. 
What's your nationality? I'm a Nupiat Eskimo. I thought I thought. I thought I thought. Yes. Do you still have relatives up there in Alaska? Uh, yeah, I'm related to half of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I've got a dear friend up there that I speak to. I, I don't keep in contact like I used to, but um, about mm -hmm. every three or four months, well, I haven't talked to him since Christmas, so I talking to you it's like the holy spirit's like you need to call a check in on it oh yeah he's a precious my my kids lived out in wyoming they called him uncle uncle Aww. ben and he oh he's out in the interior he lives he lives in the interior oh wow blessing yeah so i want to uh go ahead and finish up here tonight and thank all the viewers that watch this has been wonderful suzanne this has really been good. And uh, again, mm -hmm. I make sure I want to get your podcast and all your information, how we can get in touch with you and those that are really seeking for deliverance and freedom and healing, mm -hmm. inner healing. You're, you're just a go-to girl. You've got the answer. Yeah. Hey, how much better somebody just gone through it, right? And then on the other yeah. side, smiling, I see the joy in you. I see the happiness in you. I see your peace. So, hey, Jesus. there's the fruit. There's the fruit That's right. right there. That's There's right. Well, they can I mean, private message me if they need to, and then I can give them contact information from there. Good, good, good. Thank you so much. It's been so much information you've shared. You've been candid. You've been frank. You've helped us tonight. And I know that the Holy Spirit was on I do. I know he Amen. was. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thank you. We'll have to... Uh, have another scheduled interview and see what God has yeah. on the next one. But thank you for tuning in today, and we shall see you tomorrow.